Hello and welcome back to Franklin Covey's newest weekly podcast airing every Thursday, C-Suite Conversations with Scott Miller. That's me. I'm your host each week. You may recognize me as the host of Franklin Covey's other podcast that airs on Tuesdays and Fridays called On Leadership with Scott Miller, now in its fifth year and now the world's largest weekly podcast dedicated to the topic of leadership. About a year and a half ago, we realized there's many of the interviews from the On Leadership podcast that were the most reviewed, the most liked, the most forwarded, the most listened and watched to weren't always the Hollywood celebrity or the best-selling author, but they were in many cases people like you and me that had these remarkable careers where they steadfastly grew and influenced others. And so we decided to Spin off this new podcast where each week we have great conversation with people from all walks of life that have one commonality. They've earned their way into the C-suite and have remarkable insights to share us, share with us as either we're trying to earn our way in or in some cases earn our way out of the C-suite as I did <laughs> myself serving as the chief marketing officer of Franklin Covey for nearly a decade. I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast today Julie Lober. She is the chief growth officer for eBay. A, uh, a service that every one of us has used or uses, or in my case, I'll be using prolifically in the coming weeks because if you follow me on social media, you know, recently my father passed in Orlando, Florida, and one of the discoveries in his 85-year estate was a carefully curated obsession, known to many of us as hoarding, of this massive trove of athletic um, memorabilia and, and toys from the turn of the century. So, to my wife's nightmarish horror, I shipped out close to 60 crates of Popeye characters and, 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 um, and, and, and Lone Ranger dolls and you name it. And it's all going on eBay this weekend. Julie, welcome to C-Suite Conversations. Thank you, Scott. I love the fact that it's all going on eBay. That's, that's what eBay is meant. I mean, where do. else would it go, right? Uh, you yeah, have three daughters. My wife and I have three sons, ages 8, 11, and 13, and we are planning a masterclass in entrepreneurship and marketing and logistics and service by having these boys sell what is the equivalent of tens of thousands of Popeye you get. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Julie, welcome to our podcast today. Uh, Thank you. You've had a remarkable career. You're based in Chicago area. You work for, obviously, a West Coast retailer, but you've had an amazing career journey with time spent at Anheuser-Busch and Discover, solid Midwestern American-based companies. Would you take a few minutes and rewind a few decades and talk us through this remarkable career, what your main highlights were, and how you ended up at eBay? Sure, would love to. Okay, so let me tell you what you see on LinkedIn. Um, as you said, I'm Chief Growth Officer at eBay, and um, I lead several um, global functions, global consumer insights, marketing, our servicing area, and our payments business. And for those that are not familiar with eBay, I'm, I'm hoping that many are, our purpose is to build communities and create economic opportunity for all. And, and ultimately, we're connecting 130 plus buyers and millions of sellers around the world, 190 markets. And we're doing basically what you just described. We're, we're, we're motivating enthusiasts to buy and sell on our platform. And, um, you know, my as I said, I, I'm focused on growing new and existing buyers, providing exceptional service. And um, my work also includes, um, as I said, running eBay's payment platform. 
And you know what what brought me to eBay is that that mission around economic opportunity for all. And um, I will say, as you mentioned, I worked at Discover for almost three decades before joining eBay two and a half years ago. Prior to that, I was working at Anheuser Busch. And really quickly, there's a couple other things you know um, that I personally am intrinsically motivated by in my career right now, and that is. Um, I co-sponsor, I'm the executive co-sponsor of Black employees at eBay and women at eBay. I'm chair of the eBay Foundation. And then uh, what you don't see on LinkedIn is I'm a mom of three girls. You have the three boys, I have the three girls. As, I, as you said, I live in Chicago. Love, love, love hot yoga and taking long walks with my girls and listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, grew up in an Italian family. I have my moments in the kitchen enjoy hanging out with friends and family and um we're pretty active we like you know the biking the hiking for all those people that say chicago's not the place to be active i disagree with you um but yeah that's that's me in a nutshell well you and i must have this in common as you know i lived on the north shore of chicago for six years for franklin covey my favorite restaurant was is it next door the italian restaurant there and um Yes, yeah. yes, right off of 41, That's next exactly door. Right. Yes, yeah, I've yeah. been there, hole in the wall next in the door. Hole there. in the wall, exactly, yes. the hole in the wall is uh -huh. amazing. If you're in the Chicago area, you've got to go to the hole in the wall. Okay, I'm hoping I'm going to find one, at least one aficionado on eBay who wants some Pinocchio paraphernalia. I think I'll find one or two, maybe? Well, well you got 130 million customers, so <laughs> I think us, you'll find them. Tell us, after three decades with the Discover Card organization, what was the biggest surprise when you moved to eBay? What did you have to learn differently to thrive in the eBay culture yeah. coming from three decades at Discover? Yeah, you know, when I think about it, uh, going in, I felt culture was going to be the, the biggest issue. Um, you know, after I grew up basically at Discover, um, you know, new financial services inside and out. I left running their card business. So I, I was very comfortable with the business model, the, you know, the, the culture, everything. So, you know, I thought going to eBay, um, you know, was going to be a transition as it relates to the culture. And I honestly felt that the business model would be relatively simple. How complicated can it be to buy and sell in an open marketplace? Um, but I was completely wrong. Uh, the culture was phenomenal. Uh, I felt like I've been there <laughs> for years and I've only been there for two and a half. The people are incredible. They're smart. They're very values driven, great, great behaviors. They show up with an amazing leadership behaviors. Um, they're incredibly customer focused, which is so important as I grew up in an organization that was very much a customer first organization from the front line all the way up to the CEO. So I felt that the culture was a, a relatively easy transition. The business model, to be totally honest with you, was more complicated than I, I thought it would be. So really just learning um, an entire different business um, from the, you know, and I'm I have to tell you, I'm still learning, um, but the nuances of a, of a global organization across 190 million, 190 countries, so big, 130 million customers um, buying and selling and all the levels of complexity in order to do the right thing on behalf of our customer, it was more complicated than I thought. Julie, a guy like me that has 900 Lone Ranger figurines and wants to divest them, what, what do you wish I knew about eBay that I don't know? Like what, what are the insights you've learned about eBay that consumers would like to know about the platform, the business, the business model, the yeah. social impact, the foundation? Take that wherever you'd like, like to go with it. Yeah, you know, um, 
What I would say is we were on a journey for, for a few months, really helping to define why eBay for both existing customers and non-customers. And, you know, it is, it is the world's largest community of enthusiasts where both buyers and sellers can do more of what they love. And it really comes into three areas. One is around our inventory. It's, it's incredibly large. We have almost 2 billion listings um, and it, it, it really allows for meaningful choice for our buyers. Um, so whether you're into pre-loved or whether you're a collectible of toys or trading cards or handbags or you're a sneakerhead. Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> eBay's the place. Um, we also are, are really innovating around trust and complete confidence and making sure that our buyers and sellers are backed, um, whether it's authenticity guarantee, making sure that what, what buyers want is what they get, money back guarantee. So there's a whole element around confidence. And I think the coolest part, which I'm really, I feel like anytime you talk to somebody that has an experience with eBay, they talk about these human connections, so these connections between buyers and sellers and I would describe it, I'll give you a really quick story. Um, I was not a seller on eBay. I've bought things before, but I decided to start selling on eBay when I joined eBay. And I sold my first pair of sneakers and they were expensive sneakers. They'd never been worn and they were a gift. And it, um, one of my daughters was giving to another daughter and, and the return policy was no longer valid. So we sold them on eBay and you know I spent quite a bit of time making sure that I had the right title and the right picture and all the, all the nuances um, that you need to do to, to put up a quality listing. Well, within minutes of putting that listing up, someone from the seller community came in and said, hey, you have your description wrong. Your price would be better at this point and gave me a few other tips in a big, long paragraph. And I thought, wow, that's community. They're they're advocating for me. They knew I was a new seller and they're trying to you know, help me um, do better <laughs> on the platform. And that happens. That That's not a unique experience. That happens often. So this idea of people helping people, this community of millions and millions of buyers and sellers all around the world trying to you know make their small business do do well but also help others along the way I think it's phenomenal you don't get that in today's world so that's what I would like everyone to know it's a riveting story I'll be sure to keep that in mind as I start to list several hundred thousand <laughs> items. I had some trauma I had some trauma from trauma. This. I'm, I'm working on it my wife has the trauma okay I want you to think back about your storied career. Several years at Anheuser-Busch, three decades at Discover, and now coming into your third year as the chief growth officer at eBay. What's the best professional, the single best professional decision you ever made? Oh, the single best professional decision. Oh, this is going to be a little bit of a curveball. So um, when I was at Discover, um, I was um, a, a VP at Discover, brand new VP. I was having my third daughter. And, um, you know, at the time, it was not a, a place where we were part of Morgan Stanley, not a place that where you could do part time or flex time. That was that was not that was not something that was core to the working world at the time. Um, so I was I was a, a female VP, relatively new in my career. Um, and I will say that, you know, it just, it, you know, it, it wasn't working. The balance was so incredibly off and I had to choose. And so 
I went to an incredibly supportive boss, laid it all out and just said, I can't do both. And I'm willing to give up my title and go back down to director because I wanted to be fair to the company. I wanted to be fair to myself. I didn't want to have to have the title and, you know, still work the 40, 50, 60 hours, but do it at home. So I, I needed to spend time with my three girls at that point. So anyhow, long story short, um, way ahead of the times of where we are today. Um, you know, I had a, a, a boss that just said, hey, listen, don't give up that title. We'll figure something out. It'll be fair to the company, fair to you. And it, it you know, the, I, I work three days a week at home. I, I managed to that 30, 35 hour work week. And I kept my VP title, which was a big deal at the time. First female at Morgan Stanley Discover to work flex time. And, you know, I set the tone a, a little for, you know, some women out there that um, at the time were watching me, I didn't realize it, make make a pretty significant move. And, um, you know, it was it was something that I could have done 20 million different ways, but I did it. I did it that way and it worked out. And again, supportive culture, supportive boss. And um, I, I followed intrinsically what I knew was the right thing to do for my family at the time. And ultimately it didn't feel like it hurt my career too much. So uh, it worked out well. Let's stay on that theme a moment. Let's talk about women in leadership. You are the executive sponsor of that very passion at eBay. Uh, we talk and read a lot about what the pandemic did to the percentage of women in leadership positions and on executive teams, on the boards. What would you say as you survey the landscape both inside eBay and outside at your vendors and partners and suppliers? What does it look like you think in 2023 for women in leadership? It's tough. Um, you know, they're, they're continuing to try to balance things and, and, you know, manage their career, manage a lot of the transitions at home, whatever they may look like. Um, and to stay focused on, you know, obviously their career and, and doing whatever is right for, for their personal life. Um, I will say um, allyship is incredibly important. It's not a female thing, male or female. And I encourage, and I'm learning more about it, so I'm not an expert of it, and, but I encourage um, this idea of allyship. Um, to be present in the minds of many. Uh, I, I feel like we're in meetings all day long. We're around the table with diverse people all day long. And, you know, sometimes it just takes that moment for someone to stop and say, hey, you know, I noticed you have a comment and you haven't really been able to make it. And just like take that moment to give some space or recognition or support when someone's being talked over or an idea isn't being heard or someone's getting frustrated. And again, it's not male, it's not female. It's those that are around the table that need support, whereas leaders like ourselves with the titles can give that air. And I, I feel um, it's incredibly important and it's something that we all can do. You don't even need the title. Every one of us can show up in a different way and make a second, a moment in someone else's life a, a bigger deal because the more employees, particularly women as well, feel connected to their work and feel like they're making progress and contributions and feel like they're accepted and part of, you know, what's going on in the conversation or in the meetings or, you know, uh, it, it makes such a big deal to, to, to feel connected to the culture and to feel like your work is meaningful. And I feel all of us can show up in, in a meaningful way to help people when they need help. And we all recognize it. So 
Um, I, I want to do that more often. Um, and it's something I talk about and it's something that we can all empower ourselves to do. Let's talk about the power of mindsets. I, I heard a, a Thrive Global episode where you talked about negative thoughts and, and Dr. Daniel Amen, who's the famed neuroscientist and brain imaging expert, been on our podcast numerous times, calls them ants, automatic negative thoughts. And he has a whole process of expelling these ants from your brain. Uh, why, is this of to- why is this topic of interest to you, the idea of understanding and managing negative thoughts and how you recondition yourself around those? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, one thing, like you can get in your, anybody can get in their own head, right? And and so they can, they can start going down a hole of, you know, losing confidence. Uh, did I say the right thing? Should I say something? Should I bring this up? You know, how, how will, how will that person respond? I know this is a sensitive topic. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like, um, there are so many occasions where you individually can personally beat yourself up. And I think it's it's tricky and, and one needs to stay focused on the moment, on, on pushing through, it, it, give forgiveness to yourself. If, if you make a mistake, um, celebrate that red. I, I talk about celebrating reds a lot. Um, learn from them, but move on and, you know, let others learn from them as well. Be transparent, own it, but, you know, don't let it beat you up. Don't let it bring you down. And, you know, if you're losing sleep over something, if you're beating yourself up over something, you know, have a conversation with someone or talk it through yourself, whatever you need to do to, to move forward. Um, because I can tell you probably in most situations, you're beating yourself up more than anyone else is mm-hmm. recognizing the issue and it's not healthy and, and you need to move on. So, Julie, uh, I'm going to move around a little bit because you've had such a fascinating career. Yeah. How many direct reports do you have at eBay? Um, well, right now I have six um, and I've had up to 10. Um, I've had maybe even 12 at, at some point. Um, but yeah, it, it moves around a lot of a lot of different levels and uh, different direct reports at different times in my career. I ask because I want you to um, share with us some self-reflection and self-awareness. If, if I had gathered the last 20 people that have reported to you and they had a critique about your leadership style, your business acumen, what it was like to report to you. Julie's biggest area of growth is, when Julie is driving me crazy, she's doing this, what would the consensus be? Um, I would say I can be pretty transparent and upfront um, and, and maybe not be as sensitive as I want to be and as caring as I want to be when delivering messages. And it doesn't come from a place of harm, but I feel like I'm getting so much better. It doesn't come from a place of harm. It just comes from passion, excitement, or understanding. And so I think, you know, um, when I speak up or when I give guidance or when I give, you know, um, feedback, it always has to be with that level of caring and that level of insight of where it's going to. so I would say, yeah. Is that Italian passion? Yeah, <laughs> it must be. You know, <laughs> it must be. It's interesting because I think you and I share that is, you know, being on the receiving end of a Scott Miller diatribe or conversation or feedback yeah. can be quite brutal for some people. As I mature and as I'm a parent and yeah. want to stay married, <laughs> I realize yeah. that, uh, you know, what I think it feels like is different than what it feels like to be, you know, three feet on their side of me 
but like you, I have a passion personality, and when I want to become more persuasive, my voice raises in volume, and people think I'm angry. I'm not angry, I'm just passionate. There's a huge difference, but I also want you to know what I'm thinking, because one of the worst feelings is wondering where you stand with your boss. I hate not knowing where yes. my boss stands with me. So I, I would rather be on the receiving end of brutal, clear feedback than that sort of quicksand of wondering. I'm guessing you, yeah. you relate to that. Oh, I completely relate to that. I, um, I'm very big uh, about being, you know, being transparent around my feelings and my thoughts. And, um, you know, I rather tell the team where I'm pushing versus have one-on-one conversations. I rather tell my coworkers where, where I'm pushing. I, I'm, I'm very big about that. And um, in a lot of cases, it helps. And in other cases, I just have to be prepared for, you know, accepting different answers or different approaches, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. I still feel better to make sure that I'm pushing different, you know, different perspectives and ideas around the table. I think it's really important um, that we have transparent conversations with different perspectives so we can get to a better place. Let's revisit the flip side of the best career decision, what's the biggest mistake you made in your career that others would care about and could learn from? Was there a, a job you took or a move you made or a division you went to? You say, gosh, dad, that was a mistake. Here's what I learned from it. Everyone benefit from walking around this pothole that I fell into. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I've been asked that question and I don't, maybe I'm just too la-la. This has been such a great, great career. Um, I, 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 when I look back at my career, I, I'm telling you, I would do so much of the same. Um, you know, the obvious one is, would you really stay almost three decades at Discover? The answer is yes, hmm. yes, 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 and yes. I loved Discover. I loved who I worked with. I believed in their mission and purpose. Um, I guess, you know, is it a mistake? No, but if I'm a huge preacher of career development and um, moving around and Discover did a great job with me, moving me around um, the card business, Um, but they also had a payments business and they had a banking business. Probably if if those businesses came around, particularly banking sooner, um, I would have pushed myself outside of the card business and career developed at a lateral or, you know, or, or an expanded scope um, in different parts of the organization. But, you know, I, I would say when I look back, um, I learned a lot from Anheuser Bush. I, I learned a tremendous amount from, from Discover and it prepared me from what I'm taking on and what I can give back, most important, what I can give back in my career right now to eBay. And yeah, I I was incredibly fortunate. So no major, major mistakes other than, um, you know, probably just continuing to push myself um, to career develop across multiple businesses. I, I think, again, you and I share a lot in common. Uh, I spent 25 years at the Franklin Covey Company, retired from the firm three years ago in good standing, because here I am still on campus yeah. doing some fun things. <laughs> But I had nine distinct careers inside of one company. And of course, Franklin Covey is the fraction of the size of Discover, mm-hmm. like by several commas. But you and I probably uh, did some things in common. We disrupted ourselves. 
We yeah. recognized when we were getting stale and we had to move on. I mean, you, like me, were the chief marketing officer and you had card services yeah. and business platforms. Yeah. Now at eBay, you work with the Foundation of Women in Leadership and Growth. I'd like you to, as we end this conversation, bring all that together. And I want you to speak to my three sons who are 8, 11, and 13. Yeah. Um, speak to them about what are the skills they need to master in the next five to seven years as they come out of college and enter the workforce, recognizing that the workforce will be unrecognizable, you know, five years from now. But what are some of the skills beyond technical skills? Don't tell me coding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the skills you need my three boys to master to be happy, to be healthy, to contribute, to earn a living, to provide for themselves and their family? Bring it to me. Um, first and foremost, think like the customer. Always start with the customer. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether it's a technical job, whether it's a, a financial role, whether it's a marketing role, it doesn't matter. Start with the customer um, to solve problems, to drive a healthy P&L. Um, you, you, can, you can get to solutions. You can get to a, a positive on the P&L um, if you use customer as a checkbox. But if you start with the customer, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, I would say specifically as it relates to characteristics or attributes, again, your kids are a little bit younger, but what I, I think is incredibly important, however you define it, is bring diversity to the table at a young age. Um, that you know appreciation of diverse thought is so important to appreciate a diverse table. I, I think whether it's all women or all men, that's not healthy. Uh, there, there has to be a lot of diversity at the table to, to, to get to a good outcome, and and it doesn't happen unless you know unless it's purposeful, and and you make a lot of changes to make it happen. Um, feel comfortable. The third one is, and I only have four. Feel comfortable speaking up. Um, it's not always easy. Find your right moments. Get comfortable with yourself and how you want to do it. Um, feel comfortable speaking up and uh, do it for purposes of creating change. Um, so, you know, you, I can go on for a whole 45 minutes on that one, but it's, it's, it takes years. It's taken me years to figure out how to do it. And I don't always nail it, but it's, it's incredibly important. And then last but not least, probably my favorite. I wish someone would have told me this when I was first in my um, career, uh, get comfortable taking and 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 giving um feedback yeah. and feedback doesn't have to be like the big let's sit down for an entire hour six months year end but it's just that constant feedback that continuous improvement feedback it can happen right after a meeting in a text it could happen you know in a hallway conversation it doesn't have to big be the big wow but that continuous feedback and then get comfortable giving it and making it meaningful um, because, you know, we're all here, you know, as employees to, to get better and to feel like we're connected to something bigger than ourselves. And the feedback piece is incredibly important. So if I would bring it all together, think about the customer, make sure your table is diverse. However, however you, you work to create that diversity, speak up, you're getting paid you're, to speak up and to influence and make a difference. Give yourself permission, even if it doesn't always work out. And then figure out the feedback thing. <laughs> Julie, we hear a lot about this idea of uh, uh, hard skills and soft skills. 
Soft skills, uh, I think, have been renamed power skills, I think, appropriately, having spent my yes. own three decades in the leadership business. I'm a strong advocate. If you had to rank all of the power skills, formerly known as soft skills, to say to someone, this is the one differentiator. If you want to have a great career, a great marriage, you want to influence people, this is the top power skill. What is it? Uh, the top power skill? Uh, yeah, putting the customer first. I know mm. it's uh, it's mm. overused, but I can't. Mm. I, okay. it, it is put put that customer first. Okay. Final tip on a budding uh, eBay entrepreneur. What do I do to maximize size, my, 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 my site? Is it photography? Is it description? Is it pricing? Is it humor? Like, give me some tips on maximizing my eBay site. Okay, so we have this thing called magic listing that's coming out. It's being tested. It's being rolled out in third quarter. We're using and leveraging AI to do it. Helps you with the description and it really it, it creates such a better experience. So hopefully you'll be part of that process. But couple that with a really good photo of what you're 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 you know selling, and we have a lot of tools to help you with that. And listen to the community because you may be tapped, and and just you know be very responsive to all the different formats in which you can sell sell you know products on eBay and and be a good seller if supporting the process. I think you're just going to do just fine. <laughs> well, my, my plan to stay married is to get rid of everything as fast as possible. So have, have eBay reach out to me to be like a, 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 a prototype a on a magic surface. It sounds great. <laughs> Julie Loger, Chief Growth Officer of eBay. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much. And All we'll right, see you bye. back here next week for a new conversation from the C-Suite. <laughs>